Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. Uh, you want to get into this shit? Yes, sir. Episode 67. Yeah. Uh, hot headlines. Hot headlines. I feel like we haven't done this in forever, but it is it has been forever. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, it has been three weeks. Um, did you see that a Florida Nissan dealership is gonna start taking Dogecoin? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what it was it to that uh Elon just invest what was it, 1.5 billion to Bitcoin? Yeah, immediately shot up the uh Bitcoin price immediately. And uh, I will say this because we just had um, like a money talk our last episode and I kind of was like, you right. know, I don't really know about cryptocurrency, stuff like that. Now I kind of believe, like I'm kind of a believer now. Anything Elon touches is gold, first of all. Second, mm-hmm. $1.5 billion is not money you fuck around with. You no, I mean? any, and it was through his uh, company's name. It wasn't through his own personal expenditure. So right. he's so got to know something's coming down the pipeline. There's a lot of stakes. So yeah, I ended up buying some. Um I technically I bought high, but it's been going higher since. So whatever. Right. Uh, I'm just going to sit on it for forever. But uh, right. going back to the Dogecoin thing and the Florida um, Nissan dealership. So the catch is, is they'll only take up to $5,000 at okay. a 25% fee, convenience fee. So even if you're paying that, you know, $5,000 in Dogecoin, you're still paying uh, like 1200 bucks. Right. In fees and fucking fees, bro. Right. What else? I had another Bitcoin one too that was crazy on here. What was it? It's at an all-time oh. high as of right now. Forty. Maybe it was just the Tesla. Grand, the Tesla one about uh, Tesla. Oh, this one. Okay. Uh, German prophets. Yeah. <laughs> German prosecutors have confiscated more than sixty million worth of Bitcoin from a fraudster. There's only one problem: they can't unlock the money because he won't give them the password. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's going to happen? It's just unless unless he can touch the money, it's just not going to. Nothing's going to happen to it. That's the weird thing about Bitcoin. There's a guy who lost, I think it was like 250 million, like today, Bitcoin price. And mm-hmm. uh, I watched this interview about how he's like coming to terms with losing that much money. So he has it on this drive. I forget what the drives are called, but it's a specific drive that you have that's um, encrypted, password encrypted. And Oh, it, like, yeah, yeah. I heard about this guy. Yeah. So he had like 10 attempts. Like he lost it for the yeah. past 10 years. Um, 10 attempts at your password to get it right in order to unlock it. And he used up the eight attempt, like used up eight attempts. And yeah. then when he found it, he only had two attempts left. Didn't crack the code. And then it like, like over encrypts. I don't even know the word for it, but it just like encrypts on top of encrypts, like over like and over and over and over, and over. Yeah. So it's bricked. Like you can't even get into it ever again. Damn. I mean, that's, some, that's some 007 shit. Like that kind of uh, security. That's like this, what the CIA uses to like keep their files secret. Like an internal self-destruct. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. smart, but that's crazy, man. That that I mean that sucks for that guy. I mean I wonder how much money he has and other stuff. But with Bitcoin just continuing to go up, it's just gonna that's just gonna piss him off more and more as the years go on. Yeah, he seemed like the type of person that bought Bitcoin though to use Bitcoin mm-hmm. back in the day, not like someone that bought it to invest in it. Gotcha. Going to have a sense. lot of it and then realize like, oh shit, I got a lot of that stuff. It's probably worth you know a lot of money at this point. So. Yeah, I've seen that uh, Elon's been kind of pumping uh, Dogecoin a little bit too lately. He keeps Elon, uh, tweeting about his stuff. Elon's a funny dude, man. He's yeah. funny. He um he really just wants his hands on everything. He wants to be cool. Um could do that. 
And yeah, he really does have the golden touch right now. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I saw yeah, that he. I saw he um, invested some for his kid. Something like oh that. yeah, what was his kid's name? Like twelve or something like that. I, <laughs> like something weird. I don't even know. Yeah, I saw that the other day too. But that that is pretty crazy. Um, it seems like he's getting more and more involved in the crypto space. So mm-hmm. soon enough, there's gonna be like an Elon Elon coin or something coming out. They're probably just gonna name Bitcoin to Elon coin. I mean, I can't really hate on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, I was gonna say. Speaking of money, did you see that uh, Kevin Hart's personal shopper got busted for allegedly stealing over one million dollars? Or hold on, let me re- reread that. Oh, it says his personal shopper was busted for over one million dollars in bon- in bogus spending. What does that even mean? Uh, it looks like he used. He's doing arraignment for grand larceny and nine other accounts after he allegedly used Kevin's credit card info to launder cash into his own account and then burn through it. Mm. I saw some pictures from this guy's Instagram. He had like all the cause dolls and a bunch of crazy shoes. I was like, that's crazy how these people don't know where their money's going. But I guess when you're making such a fuck ton of money, like Kevin Hart is, you can't, you literally can't like sit down and control every aspect of your money, which is wild to me because it's your money. Like, yeah, you gotta like have auditors audit the auditors. Yeah, which is nuts because you hear this so often. Like people are people, especially in the entertainment industry, are getting hustled by their accountants or their lawyers or whoever. Mm-hmm. That's also people that are really good with money, know how to hide money too. So, yeah, I got two things. Speaking of the um, people getting hustled, the new Britney Spears doc came out. Interested about that? Yeah, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Second thing, Kevin Hart has a personal shopper. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, that'd like, be what? pretty cool. <laughs> like, well, you- then. Well, just think about it. Like, let's say I tell my personal shopper I want the Travis Dunks, right? And he comes back to me and says it's $6,500. And I say, okay, cool, buy it. You know, just do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out the shoe's only five hundred or 5000 He takes 1500 off the top. Who's going to know any different? So you actually go through and start auditing that shit. Especially in the hype market because there's no real set price. Right, that's true. So you that could be like, it was 6500 Like, what? I don't know what to tell you. And you could be wearing fakes for all you know. That could have been that one fifty off the out of the back of somebody's trunk at the SeaTac Mall. That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you see that breakdancing has become an uh, official Olympic sport for the twenty twenty four Paris Games? Damn, that's tight. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that. I remember in uh, high school they had uh, shout out to Tim Satterwhite. But do you remember when they had that like a uh, breakdancing crew that they used to perform at like the assemblies and stuff? Yeah, I remember that. Shit used to get me mad hyped. Like when they did, they did a breakdance, uh, and then they had the Asian guys join them, and they did it to like. Uh, it was like that Linkin Park and Jay-Z mashup mm-hmm. song. That yeah. shit was dope. That's funny that Linkin Park and Jay-Z had a collab album. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really wild. Yeah, R.I.P. to Chester. Didn't he? Uh, he committed suicide, right? A couple years ago? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think that's what happened with them. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, Did you see that Mark Cuban is now allowing uh, fans to enter into the stadium to watch games? But mm-hmm. he's only allowing up to 1,500 people, and they are all healthcare workers that can attend the games for free. Oh, that's pretty cool. I thought that was really cool. I also saw the Mark Cuban band, not banned, but took out the uh, national anthem at the beginning of the games. Oh, I actually saw another headline that said um, NBA issued a statement saying that all teams will play the national anthem. So Yeah, that was in response to the, the Mavericks because he took it out, um, which, I mean, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me to do that every, before every single game. Most people aren't even paying attention during that time. They're going and getting concessions or whatever. And then at this time, when we're in COVID, like nobody's really tuning into the game right at the beginning, unless you're like a hardcore fan. Usually people will stroll in about halfway through the first. So nobody's seen that. If mm-hmm. the TV channel even shows, it just seems like we're trying to be over patriotic for no reason when we can, you know, you can limit that to the all-star game or those big events where, you know, people are going to be watching the entire thing. I just have an issue with people saying, um, 
you know, these athletes need to shut the fuck up and play basketball. Like shut up and dribble. They don't need to talk about politics, but it's like, yo, y'all got the fucking national anthem at the beginning of a basketball game. Like what? Why does that belong there? You don't see a lot of other countries like being overly, I don't know if the word is patriotic in their country, but I feel like that's fine to be patriotic, but why, why is this a mandate for sports? I don't understand that. It's very true. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, before sporting events, yeah. Um, yeah it's, I mean, it's cool to be patriotic, but why does it need to be shoved down our throat every single game? And when it, it looks like, like it, in various sports, it looks like the players aren't even paying attention half the time and the fans are in the fucking stands giggling and stuff. Like For nobody's sure. really taking it seriously. For sure. Oh, did you see that? Um, the Moderna vaccine is uh, effective against the emerging variants. Uh, through all of there's so many variants out now. I can't even keep track of all the ones that have been coming out. I know there's like an African one. There was mm-hmm. the UK one. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like every single variant or it's just the ones that they've from the beginning that they figured out. I don't even know, like the strategies behind these um, behind these vaccines. Like I heard right. some of them are like to eradicate the disease or to the virus. Some are to like camouflage. It. There's I don't know how they work. I don't know which one's the best one. I don't even know which ones does what. But yeah, I mean, if that's a fact that this particular vaccine kind of covers all the bases, clearly they're doing something right. Yeah. And I don't even know if like you get a choice in which vaccine you want. I mean, I, I don't even know if like you normally go to the doctor if you get a choice between like mm. what shot you want anyways. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I also saw now that they're, the CDC, I think, came out and said that people should be wearing two masks. Wow. I was like, bro. <laughs> like I, I was cool with the one mask, but two yeah. masks. Actually, okay, so I have two things on that. First thing, we'll touch the mask thing. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that they're like, put a mask over your face, but like, per, put a mask over your face so you don't breathe in the stuff. Right. But you can smell through the mask. Like, if you walk past like someone with perfume or something, mm-hmm. you can smell it. So you're clearly yeah. breathing in through the mask. So I never understood that really. Like, I guess you're like, it has to be stopping something, I guess. Right. Um, and the second thing, you were talking about, uh, do we get a choice in what vaccine we take? I think it is extremely interesting. Like this is probably one of the first times ever where, where uh, the majority of people actually know like what manufacturers are making vaccines. Yeah. That's very so true. weird. Yeah. Cause I've never asked like, Hey, who's making this flu shot? <laughs> yeah. Or even like, uh, if I don't want this you, one. even if they give you medicine for like the surgery and or like surgery and stuff, like I had a uh, staph infection in my leg and they had to give me a shot. I don't know what the fuck was in that. They were just saying, you know, it was just to help me with my pain and stuff. I didn't know what was in that thing. And I just took it anyways. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Also, interesting point about the mask thing is they never really gave us a regulation for how masks should be. Right. They just told you you should wear a mask, but they weren't really saying like uh, the ones that are effective are the N90. Well, I mean, they kind of touched on that, but, you know, they should. They didn't say that that was like the one you should be purchasing. They just said you should be wearing a mask, period. But they didn't really break down like which ones are more effective unless you looked for that information. Yeah, it seems like the um, like people wearing the like the pull up mask, the neck eaters. Yeah, those don't seem very thin. Like maybe they do something. I don't know, but I feel like you can blow into your hand with it on. Right. I read though too on that one. I don't think that the I think that the information I saw was that it wasn't effective. Like it was. I mean, a little bit, but it's not going to be effective if you have a higher chance, obviously, of catching it over somebody that's wearing an actual mask. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something that's low-key gross, but this is a uh, story time. So at work, uh, I'm running uh, up and down stairs to do, you know, random tasks or whatever in a short amount of time because we have a very short time limit before um, this thing leaves, whatever. Uh, right. So 
running up and down. I have a mask on, like one of the regular, like blue doctor masks or whatever. And by the time I'm done, like running up and down the stairs, you know, laying on the ground, installing some shit and, you know, finally getting done. I'm like low key winded. So I pull the mask down when I'm outside, I pull the mask down on my chin and I feel like it'd be wet. Like it's just fucking yeah. wet. And then I pull it back up, bro. I went like this, like shook my beard off. <laughs> it was fucking wet. Dude, so, that shit gets nasty. Yeah, but moral of the story, luckily it's disposable, but moral of the story is that the blue ones catch uh, liquid out of your mouth. Clearly, yeah. because my face was fucking wet. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's all in your beard and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's gross. Bro, it when I nasty. get home, I wash my beard like tough. Scrubs yeah, I bet. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl? I have a Super Bowl headline for us, but thoughts on uh, Sunday? Um, I mean, we kind of all knew how it was going to go. Let's be that real. shit was trash, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was... okay, from a, from a football standpoint, obviously the Buccaneers went in there and did what they needed to do, but I would have liked a more entertaining game, I guess. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the, but that Buccaneers defense shut down Pat Mahomes, though. They made him look like he was just some regular Joe out here. Yeah, it's funny, all the memes showing uh, like how he has zero help whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he can get the ball out. It's just... You know, like you said, the defense is crazy. That one when he was getting taken down and he threw it like sideways. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? And, mm-hmm. and the, hit the guy right in the mask. That was fucking nuts. Yeah. That one's been made fun of several times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody said that it looked like a, a bootleg Jumpman logo. <laughs> Damn, that's hella funny. Um, yeah, the weekend was dope. Yeah, that was really dope. Glass yeah. Table Girls. I was so excited when that came on. I didn't think he was going to do anything from House of Balloons. Yeah, I did think the intro was a little weird, like fallen angel shit. But oh yeah, yeah, and the, the angel kind of looked demonic. I guess that that would make sense because the the devil or Satan or whatever is a fallen angel. So that's what it looked like. But hey, yeah. we're, this is not conspiracy talk, so I'm not going to dive into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know some people on the internet were having a lot of fun with that. Uh, the oh, only sure. other part too about that performance, I thought I was going to get fucking motion sickness from when he was in that like. That shit looked like the, you know, when you go into the amusement park and you go those to one of those fun houses. houses? Yeah. Oh, dude, that shit already makes me feel sick being in one of those. But with it on camera and him shaking the camera around and stuff, dude, oh, yeah, I was not feeling good. What's uh, your, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, the headline. I was going to yeah. say, did you uh, catch the streaker? I did. And I thought it was we- like, I don't even consider that a streaker. OK, so do you want to know there's a crazy backstory to this of why he did it? And I think it's pretty dope. OK, so. Uh, apparently some guy met the streaker at a bar after the game and uh, while having, well, he, he met him while having lunch, leaving Tampa, the guy bet 50 K on a prop bet at plus 750, that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. This is the guy that streaked, right? His Wait, buddy so went, the guy that was streaking, he bet that there was going to be a streaker at the game. Right. And he did a 50 K on a prop bet at plus 750. Okay, I, I don't, don't know, know betting. That, I don't know yeah. betting terms, but that sounds like it was probably a pretty good payout, right? Okay. So, um, his buddy went out as first as a diversion so that he wouldn't get caught as quickly as his friend. Cost him one thousand dollars to get out of jail, and he cleared three hundred and seventy-four k on that bet. Damn! So they were both in on it. Yeah, both in on it. The buddy went out first, got caught, so that the other one could make it further onto the field than getting stopped right then and there. And they oh. both cashed out and only had to pay a thousand dollars to get out of jail. So that's, and they're fucking internet famous now. So check all the boxes. I wonder how that works because if you're like, um, manipulating a bit, I feel like there has to be a rule. That's like, you know, manipulating a game. You know yeah. I mean? That's like what uh, Tim Donahue was doing in the NBA. Yeah. Like you can't, games I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the rules about that. It sounds like they're going to have to pay that shit back, but I mean, I don't know if they don't good for them. I feel like that's going to, happen a lot more now yeah and i probably wouldn't tell that 
I wouldn't just be going around telling people that I made that bet. And that was what happened. Like that we did that, you know, mm-hmm. I would probably keep that information to myself until the check clears. Yeah. Also, I feel like that wasn't even like a real streak. Like, uh, no. first of all, you had clothes on second. There's nobody in the fucking stands, bro. How many people yeah. are in the stands? 10,000? I think they said 20 K and most of them are like, from what I learned about the Super Bowl, is most of those people aren't like real fans. They're like, uh, sponsors and stuff that purchase tickets to be there. Mm-hmm. Like most of the fans that are at the Super Bowl at a general Super Bowl are not even like actual people that buy tickets. I mean, they buy the tickets, but it's like at a corporate discount stuff. Like it's a lot of corporations and like mm-hmm. press people that are there and not just fans. That makes sense. Cause I mean, throwing over 1500 bucks a ticket isn't no average Joe shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And going back to the streaking thing, I judge all streaks by what uh, Will Ferrell did in old school. And on that comparison, sorry, bud, you're not even yeah. sniffing Will Ferrell's greatness on that. Yeah. You get a two out of 10. You think KFC still open? He's naked in the back of the car, drunk, and oh. like his his wife picks him up, and they're all yeah. Sitting there. I remember yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> That's hella funny. Uh, fucking Frank the Tank. Um, Galane Maxwell loses a bid to keep her despa- uh, this almost a despacito. <laughs> <laughs> despacito yeah, to keep her deposition excerpts a secret. So I'm curious to see. Uh, I'm just curious to see a transcript of what she wanted to keep secret that's going to come to light. Oh, so they said she's not able to keep it a secret. Correct. Mm. I think that their argument was that it wasn't uh, pertaining to the actual case, but apparently they saw otherwise. Interesting. I wonder who she's trying to protect. I, I have this no is going to get nasty. Yeah, I hope it gets nasty. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know pause? if that was a pause. If, I don't know if that was a pause moment, but that, that's yeah. a little while. Um, oh, those devils got me again, bro. Those little devils. Grubhub is now delivering Girl Scout cookies amidst the pandemic. Yeah, Taylor, Bro, uh, Taylor that is ordered dangerous. some. Oh, she, so they've already started. She put in an order. I don't know if it was a pre-order or what, because she was asking okay. me if I wanted some. I was like, give me some Thin Mints. Oh, so it's, I was going to ask what your favorite Girl Scout cookies are, so Thin Mints. For sure. Mine are the, uh, the peanut butter and chocolate ones. I'm not a peanut butter person. Oh, I love peanut butter. No, I put peanut butter in my protein shakes. I, I eat peanut butter sandwiches. Like I, I love peanut oh, wow. butter. Yeah. yeah. We, we about this peanut butter life. I used to try to eat peanut butter to try to gain weight back when I was mm-hmm. a twig. And now I'm over here looking at my life now. Like, damn, I wish I had those problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, man. It's, it's crazy now. Like, oh, man, I just wish I could eat like I used to and just not gain any weight. See, I do eat like I used to, but I'm gaining weight. That's the that, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's having yeah. the reverse effect on me. Um, I don't know if you saw that Jamaica is facing a marijuana shortage because their farmers are struggling. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah. Uh, due to a drought. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, due to drought. That's what I was going to ask. Like, is there a particular reason why they're suffering a shortage? Well, damn, yeah. that sucks, man. Um, I really Speaking hope they can figure that out. You can't just take weed away from Jamaica. Like, that's a that's their what? staple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what? Like. <laughs> Speaking of farmers, uh, I don't know if you saw the India stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's been going on for a couple months, but do you know exactly what the reason behind that is? I mean, I've seen like the news headlines, but not I'm not too uh, abreast to the situation. Yeah, so um, actually, let me fact check real fast. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know too much about that. And I don't want the Indian farmers on me. So these farmers are, um, they're currently protesting against three new laws three new farming laws that are um, being implemented by the Indian government and the laws will greatly hurt Indian farmers in favor of big corporations pretty much. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty crazy though, because so the 
the protests have been going on for a while, like you said. Right. But there's an aerial view uh, to is either today or yesterday. 250 million people are currently protesting. 250 million people. Bro, that is Bro. nuts. Is it like spread out over a whole thing or is this in like one city? Uh, I mean, not, obviously not one city because 250 million people. It's got to be yeah. a big city. I mean, they got a billion people there. That's a quarter of the population, you know? Yeah, that's very true. That's crazy. Damn, man. That is nuts, man. But to answer your question, I'm not exactly sure like if it's a concentrated thing or if it's kind of spread out. I would assume it's spread out because it's going to affect India, you know? Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I guess it's kind of like here with the like the social justice protests. It was everywhere, but, you know, they accumulated as one. So, yeah. New Delhi, I believe, is the capital. Uh, might have to fact check that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, sure the uh, concentration right. is very solid right there. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, good luck to them. Yeah, I really hope that uh, shit shakes out with both of them and Jamaica, because I mean, as, as far as agriculture and stuff like that could really hurt their economy, too. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, did you see that the Democrats have begun discussions on major changes to the post office, uh, including a new board of governors and forcing DeJoy uh, from office? I mean, yeah, that should happen for sure. Yeah, and they should definitely be looking a little more deeper into him and maybe figuring out some criminal charges for the kind of shit that he was trying to pull during that time, whether it be, you know, through stock manipulation or, you know, I don't want to give them and let tell them what to do with their job. But I mean, if I, or, the average person, could see some of the weird shit that he was doing, I'm sure you guys can find some stuff. Or shutting down the post office and having money invested in competing companies. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> kind and, of a uh, big deal, bro. And, you know, uh, Trump kept screaming election fraud, but I mean, that was exhibit A for election fraud on his side. Yeah, real talk. Have you been watching any of the uh, the trial or the yeah the impeachment trial? Uh, I spent a good majority of yesterday watching it. It was on the TV pretty much all day. Um, I kind of got a little trialed out, mm-hmm. so I didn't really watch much today. But those videos of yesterday were nasty. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I watched a lot of it yesterday and kind of got trialed out. I that's not my career choice whatsoever. Like uh, no. the law stuff. Yeah. I can't like good for you guys for handling shit because I would lose interest very fast. <laughs> and you know, maybe they were getting to the shits when they were talking, but for me, it seemed like that they were just like, you know, when you, okay. You know, when you're giving a presentation and you know, you don't know all your shit. So you just go up there and just bullshit for like 45 minutes and you just like keep talking in circles and stuff. Like that's what it felt like they were doing it. Maybe I'm just not, smart enough to understand the lingo and stuff coming out of their mouth. But it seemed like that they were talking about the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, all right, let's get to the meat of the p- and potatoes and stuff. And then on Trump's side, his lawyers were talking about shit. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason why it sounded redundant, which I know that, you know, it's serious, obviously, but right. Um, I think it's just like, they're really being like, Hey man, like I can go all day about how he's done the same fuck shit over and over, you know, right. Dr- drive the, pro- ugh, drive the point home. Yeah, they. I think yeah. they're doing a good job because they can't. They're not really contested. Like they have like, substantial evidence. Yeah, and it, it uh, those videos showed that it was a lot worse than I think we even imagined too. Like the one that they showed of Eugene Goodman leading Mitt Romney away, like mm-hmm. that's pretty intense, especially considering what those people were yelling on the blowhorns and what they were saying outside. Like this is pretty nasty. Yeah, I wonder what would happen if they did catch Pence. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Well, okay. Look at it the same way. Like, people are trying to downplay what's what happened at the Capitol, but just a couple months earlier, there was a whole militia group that was about to kidnap Governor Whitmer and was talking about executing police if they got in their way. Like, mm-hmm. these people have clearly an agenda, 
on their side. So yeah, I kind of, it's that could have turned out way worse than it was. And that's why I think it's so important that this impeachment is happening because people are like, Oh, well, why impeach him out of office? It's to set a point. Yeah. Like you guys can't just do whatever the fuck you want. And if it was black or Brown or any other person other than white people doing that shit, who they would have been a bloodbath. It would have been a massacre, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad they're, they're handling this shit. Yeah, um, the sec the second lawyer from Trump, dude was just like yelling at the mic like somebody just took his parking spot. Like Pelosi just double parked in his, her fucking Prius in his parking spot. Like he was angry. Yeah, with no basis. Yeah, like it's like dude, uh you ever see the uh the meme about the old man yelling at the cloud? And it's like the dude from the Simpsons and it's just like the grandpa. He's just screaming at a cloud. <laughs> yeah. That's what that guy was doing. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, fucking fucks. Um, onto some scientific news. Uh, oh, probably, my favorite. Probably my, uh, my last headline. Um, scientists believe that they may have discovered the smallest reptile on earth. And it is Sick. a chameleon subspecies that is the size of a seed. And you may be asking like, I mean, there's so many types of seeds. What seed Tyler? I don't know, but <laughs> the size is 13.5 millimeters. 13.5. That's super tiny. Super tiny. Damn. That's how like do you a, even discover something like that? Put that shit on your thumb. Do you like, do you have like a Petri dish of just like a sample of something? And you're just like, Oh, what the fuck? I've never seen that. Like how, I, I need, I need to know, man, we need to get a scientist on here. I've got some questions that I need answered. Yeah. It said um, that they base most of their uh, diet off of mites on the jungle floor. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So the cleanup mm-hmm. crew, pretty much. For the yeah, tiny, bottom, tiny bottom feeders. Yeah. They're like in a, their world, they're the giants. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, what, if, what if we're bottom feeders? Could be. Yeah. You know, I've, been trying to cut, I've been trying to cut pork out, which could be considered a bottom feeder meat, so. Oh, speaking of pork, they have a test about um, pigs and their intelligence and yeah so they have these pigs that are um, playing these video games that show like choices and stuff and come to find out they're like almost as smart as non-human primates yo imagine two pigs just kicking another couch playing a ps4 as well bro they're fucking smart man um i watched this movie a long time ago i think it was called like eye origins or something like that and it was some movie about humans interconnectedness with animals and like it had to do with experimentation on like pigs eyes and stuff. It was a really, really interesting movie, hmm. but it was also really, really fucking weird. It sounds really fucking weird. Yeah. It was like and one of those, you know, like sciencey kind of spiritual type movies. Like how are we all connected type of movies? But yeah, it was, I don't think I'd ever watch it again, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, so have you been on clubhouse? Um, we, we both kind of like dabbled a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, did you see that Facebook is coming out with the Clubhouse alternative now? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, so that's really like the next wave, huh? Yeah, um, Twitter's already kind of rolled out something similar. It's called Fleets. Do you well, want to break, so- break down oh. what it is for people that don't know what it is? For Clubhouse? Yeah, just like that, uh, that model of social media. It's kind of weird to describe. It's like a, a chat room, but instead of ch- like texting each other, typing to each other, you have like three moderators that are like the controllers of the room. And then people can like be elected to talk on the, like the main stage. Um, and there's all different kinds of rooms. There's like podcasting rooms, there's art rooms, there's moaning rooms. I don't know if you've seen that. Where I'm people not like, surprised. 
out try to out moan each other. Yeah, people are kind of nasty on there. That's funny. Out moan each other. But yeah, they got like food ones. Yeah. They got business. They got everything. Any, yeah, if you're anyone wants to talk about, they probably have a room for it. Yeah, it's really good for. Um, I think the the best way to describe it is like a group think. Right, you get a bunch of people into the same area that do kind of the same things or interested in the same things, and it you know can spawn different things out of it. I mean, I've seen people even get business opportunities being on there. I mean, like me, I've been trying to use it just to learn more about the podcasting space and like what other people are doing to, you know, kind of elevate. But it is kind of weird to just kind of be like sitting on your phone, just listening to people. I mean, um, I, I hope it's not that weird. So people sit and listen to us. Well, I mean, like in a <laughs> in like a chat room situation, right? Like everything is like so scattered and it's just it. it I, and I don't know, maybe some other rooms, it just seems like they lack um cohesiveness i guess like you just might have people like shouting over each other and stuff which i guess technically is like our podcast is depending on what podcast you listen to so yeah yeah so back to the clubhouse thing so twitter kind of has their own version of it um it's still in a, like a beta thing but they also have fleets which is like instagram stories for twitter and then facebook's rolling one out and i also saw my headline was that uh, mark cuban is co-founding a podcast app which is kind of like what clubhouse is it's co-founding a podcast app where hosts can talk to fans live and they can monetize their conversations mm. I was like, that's pretty interesting, especially with like, uh, you know, I don't know how long this pandemic's going to last, like hopefully not longer than the summer, but I said that last summer, Uh, (laughs) but hopefully not longer than the summer. But if, you know, like podcasting is taking off so much, people want to see people live. If they're not able to do that, then this could be a great alternative to being able to speak to your fan base and also make some money off of it. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Leave it to Mark Cuban to jump into that space. Hey man, I've said a bunch of times on here. I fucking love Mark Cuban. I would definitely you know, depending on his policies and stuff, um, if he were to consider running for president, I would definitely take an extra long look at, you know, possibly voting for him. Everything that he, he seems like one of those guys that kind of can play the middle. You know what I mean? Like he can get along with conservatives, but he can also he also speaks to liberals through the things that he does, like with this community and with the team and everything. I don't know. Once you're a billionaire, I feel like you're detached. That's true. Like he seems cool to hang out with. He seems like he is a a nicer person than the other billionaires, but would you uh, uh, vote? Would you vote for Elon if he ran for president? Probably not. Yeah. I don't think billionaires have the best interest for normal people, and I am in a normal person position. You know? Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not for long. I got, hopefully, rocket ships with the moon. I don't even think he could run for president because I think he was born in South Africa. But oh yeah, I guess that's true. Voting for a <laughs> billionaire white guy is the exact opposite of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And considering like the billionaire white people that have ran for there, I don't really care for the people like Trump is a good example. Uh, Michael Bloomberg was another one. Like people aren't really high on my list of people that I'd vote for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I did have one more. This is kind of going off the Super Bowl thing, but I think this is fucking hilarious. And this really uh, drives on the point of working harder or working smarter, not harder. Um, during virtual off-season workouts, Gronk had to run sprints, record them, and send them to the Bucks. So to get out of it, he'd record himself running sprints in different shirts on the same days. Then he'd send in the videos on different days. That's hella funny, dude. Gronk, <laughs> Gronk is is just something else, man. He's over like uh, practice. What are we talking about practice for? <laughs> that is wild, though. Just imagine being like his videographer, and he's like, "Change your shirts." Like, what are you doing? He's like, "Just don't fucking worry about it. Just make sure this email goes out on Wednesday." Yeah, I want to know how much he sprinted that day to make it believable. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I guess one day's worth of work is better than having to do seven. So I don't know. I mean, he's cheating himself, but then again, he's a professional athlete that just won a Super Bowl. So who the fuck? Yeah, and and caught a touchdown. So that's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shout out to Gronk, though. I like Gronk for the most part. Did you ever see the video actually going on Gronk real quick? Did you see the video of when he broke that thing in front of Steve Harvey? Mm-mm. Oh, it was like a New Year's thing, and it was like a one-of-a-kind piece or something. I can't remember what it was, but he took it and he smashed it on the ground right in front of Steve Harvey. He's crazy. He's a crazy he's a, dude. He, he's a wild boy, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So we had talked a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think we were texting back and forth about different reality TV shows, and I told you that I'm not really a big uh, reality TV person, don't really watch any kind of shows that have to do with reality. What to you is the appeal of reality TV? Uh, so I, <laughs> I kind of got into reality TV, probably, you know, quarantine. <clears throat> right. And it was in, I got into a uh, 90 day fiance. That was probably like my first thing that I got into. And at first I was like, man, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah. I'm not watching that. Like reality TV to me, sound like an old person thing or like someone who just likes gossip, like chat mm-hmm. shit and i'm like i don't want to watch that shit like love and hip-hop was never really turned on by that like all those things you know uh kardashians yeah none of that shit yeah. uh, which i mean those ones i still really don't fuck with but um like the the real people like the normal people and like their lives and shit 90 day fiance is interesting to me because it's about a specific type of person getting a foreign um foreign fiance and bringing them here and then they have to live here for 90 days under a visa and then they can get married or whatever i found it interesting actually the thing that caught my attention is how much of a shit show people's lives are and watching the shit shows is very entertaining and as i was like watching this and breaking it down i'm like this is entertaining because it makes me feel better about myself like if i really want to break down like what the appeal is yeah it is what it is. Uh, Makes sense. So, yeah, like that shit is interesting. Or there's another one called Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a U.S. version of like this. Uh, what are, what is this shit called when you're like set up? Uh, what are those? Uh, arranged marriage. Yeah, it's like a modern take on arranged marriages. And it's just interesting to see like the type of people like that would find that appealing to to do and then to broadcast that to the world. Right. It's just, it's weird. And that's why I, I like attracted to it, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like why people like reality TV is that they're able to see something that they like perceive as reality and they're able to like involve themselves in it without actually having to be personally involved in the drama. Like they get to feel the, like, uh, like I can't think of the word, like exhilarance. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah. It's like, but, a, you know, they get to feel like they're a part of it without actually being a part of it. Like you can just like turn off. Yeah, you could just turn off the TV if you want to step away. Because I was thinking about this, like, you know, you see The Bachelorette and stuff always come up on the TV. I was like, what? And maybe this, I mean, we need a girl podcast on here, a girl on here to break this down, like why girls find that appealing. But it's like, I think they don't even care about like the love aspect. It's just, they just want to see the catty drama stuff. For sure. Like when me and Tay watch this shit, bro, all we're doing is sitting there talking shit like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, none of it is about love. And the thing about reality TV for me is like how much of this is actually reality. Like with the bachelorette, like do you really think that 30 women are on there looking for love? No, nah, it's a, that's a big ass advertisement for them. If they're the, even being the crazy girl or whatever on that show is beneficial because people are going to be, Oh, that's a crazy, you know, that's a crazy girl. You get attention from that. I don't think those, especially you can't expect 30 people to fall in love with the same person. Now, I don't know how good their vetting system is for like bringing in these candidates. Maybe they're all finding women with similar traits and stuff. But to me, that kind of stuff just doesn't seem very believable. Yeah. That's one of the fun things of watching 
uh, reality TV too is uh, calling out like the shit that you see is uh, staged. You know? For sure. It's like, oh, guarantee the producer told them to stand like this or to ask this or like this situation would never happen in real life. Like, you know, that this was implemented in artificially. Right. I don't know. This is funny to me, man. Like I, I feel like my life is very serious nowadays because, you know, mm-hmm. I got, you know, kids to take care of. I got fucking house to take care of. Like, make sure that my wife's happy. Got a fucking job. Like all these things, you know what I mean? Got to make sure that the cars is up and running. Got to make sure, blah, blah, blah. Make sure, make sure, make sure. Everything's make sure that like watching some trash shit just, it's like, it's cool to just fucking numb out for a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to say another point to that is just like, it allows you to escape your own reality and to go into somebody else's reality without actually having to step into like a, the actual reality of their life. Mm-hmm. Like for you get to be, like I said, like be a part of the drama without actually being a part of it. Like, like you kind of said, like living vicariously, it's kind of like almost like virtual reality too. Like you get to experience something else without actually experiencing it. Yeah. That's real. It's, yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's cool. because Well, it's not cool. It's funny because like, you're really just watching it. Like, like luckily that ain't me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, uh, like the, the Bachelorette. I was, I keep going back to this, but that show is just so crazy, dude. Like it's just yeah. so nuts. And I, it's crazy how long it's been able to succeed. It uses the same exact formula every single time. But most of the time it's like recurring people from the other episodes, but it's so funny when, you know, you read a tabloid, like maybe six months later, it's like, Oh, they're broken up. It's like, none of these marriages last more than six months at a time. If yeah. that. It's a, uh, it's that lust, that honeymoon phase. Oh yeah. I, it's crazy to say this out loud, but I have like standards when it comes to my reality TV. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah. I like to watch the shit. That's just weird. Like, uh, you know, like I just said, married at first sight, you got two random ass strangers that have never seen each other before. And the first time they see each other, they sign a contract to be with each other for the rest of their lives. And wow. sometimes it works out like what the fuck or 90 day fiance, where you like have a mail order bride and you got to watch them figure out how to make shit work. And they're talking to each other with a fucking translator. That's like, crazy. You know what I mean? Or like, um, have you seen like my strange addiction? Yeah, dude, I watched one where this dude was in love with his car and was like putting his, pay pay in the tailpipe yeah. you ever seen the dude like well there's a lot of people that have strange addictions on there hence the title but yeah like, there's a dude on there who like was in love with balloons and you know me and Tay's watching this shit like you know damn well he fucks those balloons you know what yeah I mean? like, oh what gross the fuck? yeah like this one girl she like eats the foam out of her mattress like it's just weird shit right like, shit that it's like uh exploring different aspects of human nature yeah i just wouldn't even know you know what i mean like there's i feel like i'm uh it's almost like a i don't even know if i'm allowed to say this but it's like a learning experience where like i'm just like learning different types of people that i just yeah. wouldn't come in contact with any other time because you think about it, it's like when you see these people on these shows you're like man it's so crazy where their life is at because you can't imagine that happening in your life or the people's lives around you like oh nobody i know is doing stuff like this but maybe they're just doing it in private it's very true. That's another thing too. As like watching the My Strange Addictions, I'm over here like, like how many people do we know that's probably doing like some weird shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like over yeah. here, like there's this one girl. I think she was like scraping paint off of her walls and eating the shit. This that's is, that's really strange. This is weird shit, man. Yeah, like people just do weird shit. Yeah, and it's great. Like everyone does weird shit, but there's like an extreme version of weird shit, and you're just like, wow, it can get that crazy, huh? Okay. Yeah. I will say I don't really watch any reality TV, but one show that I did enjoy, like a, maybe one or two seasons of, was uh, 
what was it like the my 400 pound journey or oh my 600 pound life that one's interesting yeah. too. Yeah. it's just and not because i want to like i'm about making fun of like fat people or anything it's just interesting to see how they survive or like the i guess another one i liked was the hoarders one yeah. like you know it's just like interesting to see how these people function in their life with such a a thing going on like you're trying to find like what was the trigger that got you here yeah and why, why can't you come back i mean i guess you know 600 pounds is you know a lot and people can't move and stuff but like me you know i get to like 215 220 i'm like i need to get back on this treadmill i need to start starving myself like for me there's a certain point where mm-hmm. it has to that that behavior or whatever i'm doing has to stop that's a good point i feel like both of those shows are the same in that sense where it's like okay at a certain weight you just probably well you would think naturally you'd be like okay this is not healthy and right. just like hoarding hell of shit is like okay crazy i have stacks of newspaper on my stove this is probably not okay you know what i mean like yeah. yeah. So that's, I did like, uh, before, cause I watch like no reality TV now, unless it's like a sports thing, you know, like hard knocks or something like that. Like I'll watch that. I also did enjoy uh pawn stars and, uh, what was the other one where they used to sell uh storage units? Yeah. Storage wars. Yeah. That's, that was my shit too. Only just because like, people have some weird shit. Their storages. Yeah. I mean, you know, bottom line, I don't think reality TV is as actually, I was going to say is as bad as people say it is. I do think it's, it's pretty bad. Like when it comes to, um, like nutritional value of what you're watching. Yeah. You're right. probably watching potato chips for sure. You know what I mean? It's definitely the, the bottom feeder of uh television, yeah. but who the fuck doesn't like potato chips. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Let, uh, me, let me eat my chips. God damn it. Yeah. Most of like the reality stuff I watch now is like YouTube stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, people are like actually explaining like their, their life where I don't feel like it's a, it's like raw and uncut where it's not like a super production. Yeah. 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 That's true. I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. Sam, I might have to check out 90 Day Fiance though, because I've never seen that before. And Mike might give me some good laughs. It's definitely comical. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? There's another one that you like watching, right? It's something with the prisons. Oh, Love After Lockup. Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. Like I saw, maybe I was watching it with you and Tay, where this guy was like feeding somebody messages to the toilet. Oh, that was, I think that was just like locked up. That one's interesting oh, too. Okay. But uh, Love After Lockup's interesting because there's like some guys that are just, you know, paying these chicks that are in prison, like paying them thousands and thousands of dollars. They get out, the girl gets out and, you know, the guy thinks, you know, everything that he's done for her is going to make her stay. And she takes advantage of him when it's like, bro, come on. Like, what, what you expect, bro? And then you yeah, have some I'm relationships like- at work, which is cool to see like the ones at work, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to say, I think that the one we were watching was like, it was a guy and he had like multiple girlfriends on like a different cell block. And they were like communicating through the, like they were not maybe sending messages, but they were like yelling through the toilet so they could talk to each other. And like the girls were scrapping over him and stuff. And, but Mm -hmm. he's never like had intimate contact or like been like face to face with these women, but they have like full on relationships. Yeah. I don't know what, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it was called, but you have to keep in mind, like, Tay watches anything jail related. Yeah, that's very true. I've seen every single jail, police, law, murder, serial killer, anything, yeah. bro. Every single show, movie, whatever. I've watched them all because she likes that shit so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah. yeah you have a takeaway from that? Uh, the takeaway, I guess, is uh, not all reality is reality. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what my takeaway on that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like you like you said, it's I think it's just cool to experience a different part of life without actually having to go live that life. So yeah, I could see where the appeal in that comes from the the reality television for sure. Yeah, I just don't think reality TV is as bad as people make it out to be. Like it could be bad if you, especially if you like are watching that all day. Like obviously you're, you're right. not going to get smarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But every now and then, I don't see what the problem is. And all the people that are like talking shit, like, oh, you watch that shit? Like, hey, bro, go watch that shit because you probably fuck with it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I'm one of those people that's like, oh, you watch that show? Not knowing fucking shit about it except. I for, was that guy. Yeah. Man. You know, maybe like a trailer here and there, a clip on Twitter or something. Now I'm a fucking year addict of reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> Look what the pandemic's done to you. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. Speaking of you know, putting your life out on TV. Um, isn't it kind of interesting how once you put something out, like for the public in a public space, you're, you're pretty much immortal. Like clarify what you mean by immortal, like remembered forever. Like your image is never gone. Oh, so you're saying like the image of you, how you enter, like how you become popular as image is going to stick with you. Well, I mean, even us right now, like we're low key, like, a form of immortal because we have, you know, us what you're saying. on the internet. I mean, unless the internet internet dies one day, like yeah, we're here forever. Yeah, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. Like, it our what we're doing right now, or like what anybody's doing, like a media space or anything like that. It's like you're you're etched in stone now, mm-hmm. like throughout history, unless it, like you said, it gets deleted or just goes away. Yeah, it's like everybody gets to be the. Um, like the the pharaoh's headrest or the pharaoh's you know face you, you know how they like make what are those things called the uh that they put on the tombs and they like etch like the face of the pharaoh that's in there or whatever sarcophagi whatever the fuck it is all i'm trying to say yeah. is that we're, that might be com- completely wrong too <laughs> yeah all i'm saying is that like looking back at the egyptian times the only people that you got to see like face wise is pharaohs and Pharaohettes, what are what are the female queens? Is that what they're called? Whatever. Yeah, something like that. Unless you're like an elite person, that's the only people that we modern day could see back then. But mm-hmm. think about a thousand years from now, if the internet's still a thing, we have faces and shit. Like they know my personality, you know? Yeah. Like they know how I think. They know everything. Like they can essentially make a hologram based off of my characteristics. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, like if you even think about um What's that fat kid's name that used to dance all the time? Terrio. Oh, like, oh I thought you were going to say, what's his name? Shiggy or whatever? Oh, was he fat? <laughs> I mean, he's not buff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was talking about Terrio, but, you know, like something like that. I'll remember that forever just because it was such like a viral moment. So I get what you mean by that. I also think that there's people that'll they're, they'll be immortal for the wrong thing. Like they can make one fuck up and then be in history forever for that particular reason. Like some of the people that were uh, storming the Capitol, like yeah. the... um viking head dude's gonna be remembered forever as a crazy insurrectionist mm-hmm. it's crazy that his whole getup is was so stand out mm-hmm. like he really went in like hey i gotta do my makeup right yeah Today, he looked like a today's an extra an extra from fucking braveheart yeah he did <laughs> like, <laughs> he didn't make the like, cut though <laughs> it's crazy to me like everybody else there is like dressed in like kevlar and like military style assault suits and stuff. And then this guy walks in bare chested with fucking Raccoons looking like the, on his yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that was so crazy. All right, bro. But maybe he knew, like he, he knew that uh, if he did that, he's immortal forever. Like you're going to remember him out of the 
thousands of people that uh, stormed the Capitol. So, yeah, it's interesting. For good or bad. I think a lot of people take the immortality for granted. Like a lot of people that are posting a lot of their stuff. It's like you post now for whatever reason, like for uh, immediate temporary clout, whatever it is. Right. But you got to look at the big picture. Like this shit ain't going nowhere, man. It's not going nowhere. The internet doesn't delete, you know? Very true. If you're big enough and yeah, if it just, if you're big enough, like that shit is not going nowhere. Like even uh, a good example would be like six, nine, right? Like if he did try to like, let's say he cut his hair and tried to be the clean cut person became like, uh, I don't know, a believer in God. I don't know if he believes in God, but you know what I mean? Like turn his life over to God and all that stuff. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever for, gonna forget the trolling shit. Like nobody's like that. I think that's important. Uh, important thing to note is when you're out here doing stuff, like th- the first thing that you do might be the thing that you get remembered for forever, no matter how much you try to change that perception of yourself. Yeah. And then you're fighting with yourself, like to yeah. be a different self. It's weird. That's like crazy. you're really fighting with like a digital version of you. Yeah. And a lot of people can't escape that original version of themselves like no matter how hard they try no matter how hard they clean it up people are but again that goes into like kind of like uh the negative stuff like people are always going to remember the negatives about situations they're never going to remember the positive stuff like when people bring up Kanye now they don't remember him for the music and stuff they remember him for wearing a red hat or Mm. stealing the trophy from taylor swift like they don't remember about the amazing albums that he put out or you know how he changed culture forever it's always the negative stuff so i mean maybe it's you can't even escape it most of the time even if you try to do the best things Negativity has a lot of weight, man. For sure. And it, it, a lot of people thrive off of that. Like it, people get enjoyment out of talking negatively about other people because it gives them, it almost validates themselves. Like, okay, this person's doing something so shitty. So what I'm doing in comparison doesn't look as shitty as the other person. Bro, full circle. What I was just talking about with the fucking uh, uh, reality TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting concept, man. Like, we just got to be careful what we put out there because it might be funny for the moment. It might be uh, profound for the moment, whatever it is, but it's still going to stick forever, man. Like our grandkids are going to see us. Our grandkids are going to be more from our great grandkids are going to be more familiar with us than probably any other great grandkid and grand great grand parent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that was so hard for me. We'll ever be like, like the uh, the relationship or the uh, or just being able to see like if I were to see my great grandparents in a video, it'd be interesting to be like, wow, I'm a lot like this person because I don't know my great grandparents. Yeah, same. My great grandparents died before I was born. Yeah, I met one of them, but she died when I was like seven or something like that. Yeah, I take that. My great grandma died the same year that I was born, so I, and she lived in Guam, so I never actually got to meet her or my my great grandfather past years before that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, like, uh, it's no. Marley's great grandparents are um, like she still has two of them. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy because a lot of people don't even have grandparents these days. Like you find a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, my grandparents passed, you know, this many years ago. Or, I, I didn't know my grandparents growing up because they passed at such a young age. Like for me, I my grandparents are still around because my mom was young when she had me. So mm-hmm. you know, the age is a little bit. You know, now my grandparents are really starting to get up there in age. But like when I was younger, like. My grandma was in like her fifties and sixties, you know, I didn't really, it's kind of hard to see her as a grandparent per se, because she wasn't as old as some of the other grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can see our parents being um, one of the generations of being one of the more active great grandparents just due to technology and keeping people healthier longer and stuff like that. For sure. Every time it makes me cringe every time I'm on Facebook and I see my grandma comment on something. Your grandma. Love you, Grims. Love you, Grims. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me cringe. That's I'm not gonna funny. lie. <laughs> yeah. Is she good at uh, social media? Uh, she... she's getting she's good at uh Facebook. Okay. Facebook but seems the, yeah. like the they seem like they're really good at um helping every uh demographic and every age range navigate. Right. It's still unbelievable to me, like how much enjoyment she gets out of things like zoom with family members. Cause we take that kind of stuff for granted, right? Like we've had this technology accessible for so long, whether it be FaceTime or webcams or whatever, like we've been talking uh, to, to each other over the internet for a long time, but to them, this is like things that they would have back in the 60s, 70s, never even thought would ever happen. Now they're getting hit with all this new technology. And it's, it's almost it's almost overwhelming in the sense. Like you mean I can call like for my grandma, you mean I can call Guam and see my relative who I haven't seen in 15 years over the phone and have an entire conversation without being in the same room. Like to them, that's mind blowing. But to us, that's everyday shit. Bro, think about us when we're 80, 50 years from now, we're going to be sitting next to our great, great, great grandparents because why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or we'll just be able to teleport to each other's houses. Like we won't even have to drive anywhere or do anything. We can just like do some crazy thing with our mind and just pop somewhere else. 50 years from now, like the world is going to be unrecognizable for the most part. It's going to be a wild place. Like I just think of anytime I watch like history stuff and see how much the world has transformed to then to now, it's like, and with the way technology is moving, like it's moving and accelerating at a faster pace than it was back then. Like, like you said, this shit could look completely different, even in 10 years, maybe 15 years. Like it's not even fair to say that about technology. Like if you look back 50 years, it'd be 1970, but the way that technology works when it improves, it makes it faster. So like the time will be cut shorter and shorter every time there's right. an improvement. So same 50 years in the past, like look at 1970 and look at now and compare the difference. You can't even say that because 10 years from now might be equivalent to that 50, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And even if you take it in the grand scheme of things, 50 years is not a long time either. It's not at all. But you compare like the 50, the jump that we made from 1970 to now compared to like 2000 to now, Mm-hmm. Like if you compared like tech technology timelines with that, it's like the leaps and bounds. Like we accelerated so much faster, but I also think it has a lot to do with uh, humans making things easier on ourselves, like with phones and, you know, things mm-hmm. are, we have easier access to things now. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how we got to this. I don't even remember what the fucking talk- topic was. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about being immortal or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, take away. Uh, yeah. I guess just watch. I mean, I guess, like with the like six, nine stuff and all that, if you want to be salacious and that's what you want to be known for and you want to be known for, you know, talking about things like that, then have a blast. But like you said in the future, maybe when you're a little bit older and a little bit wiser, you might look back and be like, Oh man, I was out of pocket when I was saying a lot of those things. So maybe just rethinking what you're saying. But then again, you also don't want to censor yourself in that, in that case either. Like, you know, I think as you go get older, people will understand that there's, there's growth. Like the same things that you said 10 years ago are not the person that you are now. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that's a good takeaway. I'll use it. Yeah. I guess, (laughs) I guess just depending on what you do, right? Like it's a little different when you're commenting on a situation on a podcast as compared to trolling gangbangers on Instagram and, you know, calling them pussy and telling them to suck your dick and stuff is a little different than, you know, us, us trolling Donald Trump, which everybody knows is a bad thing anyway. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess not everybody knows that. Yeah. Very hey, you true. know who I'm talking about. Very true. 
shout outs. Um, I have a couple of them this week. So we mentioned earlier, Eugene Goodman. I did want to mm-hmm. shout him. I know we've shouted him out on here before, but that's a true definition of a Patriot, true definition of a hero. Mm-hmm. I don't think that man should ever have to pay for a meal or a drink or anything. Anytime. If you see that man in the streets, salute him, pay for his tab. Mm-hmm. That guy, man, to put his life on the line like that. And like, like we were saying earlier, like that could have went way more left than it could have. And mm-hmm. he's a big reason why it didn't. So really yeah. dope shout out to him. I saw that uh, they're all getting a, uh, all the, uh, capital cops are getting um, was it some medal of honor? Congressional oh yeah, medal I, of honor. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I saw that uh, Pelosi had introduced said that she wanted to do that. Um, also, I forgot to mention this in hot headlines, but this was really cool. Um, AOC, you know Alexandria. I always mess up her name, but it, we'll call her AOC. Mm-hmm. AOC has uh, is trying to get a bill passed through in New York where each family that had a person die from COVID will receive a seven thousand dollar. Like, like stimulus, I don't know what you want to call that. Be cut for reimbursement on funeral fees. Oh wow, yeah, which I thought was really cool of them to do because um, you know, especially in this country, a lot of people don't even have savings. I can't imagine, you know, if somebody did just died suddenly, how many people had to go go find that money from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so crazy that people in America only got some people only got six hundred bucks, some people only got twelve hundred bucks. Crazy to me that that's even like. It's crazy to me that 2000 is even the number. Like, what the fuck yeah. is that going to do now? Like, imagine being homeless for the past year. What the fuck is $2,000 going to do for you now? Like, yeah, especially when you, when you hear places like Canada have been giving their people $2,000 a month. Yeah. This entire pandemic. Yeah. And then we wonder why places like Australia are wide open. Why? Because they made people stay home and they paid them for it. Yeah. Paid them well for it, you know? And it... I bet you a lot of these people in the summertime, if you said, hey, if you sit your ass at home and don't go anywhere, you'll get a $2,000 check every month. I bet you a lot of people would have stayed in the house more. Yep. <laughs> I know my ass would have been parked in there for sure. Yep. How many hey, fines is that? We got to protect those billionaires. Uh, yeah. yeah Fuck the stimuluses. We got to protect those billionaires, man. Yeah. What was that guy screaming about at the beginning of our podcast last time? It's an attack on the wealthy. Yeah, ah! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. I missed this when we were talking about reality TV, but I did want to run back my hate on Netflix real quick. I know this is not a a shout out, but so remember what I was telling you, I was going to get rid of Netflix. I was like, Oh, the office is going on. They don't have a bunch of shit, man. Fuck them. Mm -hmm. Man, those motherfuckers pulled me back in. They're bringing Seinfeld over from Hulu starting in June. Oh, wow. Damn. Netflix has got a bag for real. Now I can't cancel, man. Cause if Hulu doesn't have it, then where am I supposed to watch Seinfeld? There's no way I can, can't not watch Seinfeld. You should check out The Center on Netflix. It's the, the one uh, produced, I believe it's produced and directed or one or the other. Anyway, Jessica Biel has her hands in it. And there's three <laughs> seasons now and each season is like a different story. Yeah. I was going to I was going to say, uh, I'd like Jessica Biel to have her hands somewhere else, but that she's married. So we're just going to go ahead and gloss over that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wait, good. Jessica Biel. Wait, I'm not thinking. Yeah. Of, I'm thinking of the wrong Jessica though. I was thinking of Jessica Alba. Oh, uh, I mean, Jessica Biel's married too, to JT. So, Yeah. I, I could probably take JT. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Shout out to JT. All right. Uh, and my other shout out this week was going to be for Shane. I just wanted to say last week, like I was listening back to the podcast, not only just to listen back to it, but like doing the video editing for YouTube and stuff. He gave us a lot of information I didn't fully process at the time. Mm-hmm. But now like the stuff that he gave us last week, like really helped me to connect the dots and to understand the market more. And I feel like I have a way better grasp on that because of the things he was telling us last week. So I just want to give him a shout out again for uh, coming on the podcast and sharing all that with us. Cause yeah, man, I was just, like I said, last week I was chasing those rockets to the moon and yeah, 
Yeah, Didn't work out Shane. so well. Yeah, so shout out to Shane. Yeah, he's a very smart dude. Yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Damn, we gotta <laughs> we gotta fucking just take that. We're stealing that. If I could. <laughs> uh, this week, my shout out goes to. Um, it's actually a. It's like a pick of the week. Whatever. Okay. Um, a little throwback. Yeah. So it's this guy named Lubalin. I think that's how you spell it or say his name. You spell his name L-U-B-A-L-I-N. And Taylor be showing me his TikToks, right? And he'll sing text message drama. That's how he got popular recently, right? And it, he's really good. It's just really okay. funny. And he'll like sing the misspellings and shit. It's funny. But I ended up looking him up because I um I saw him on like Instagram or something like that. So I looked up his page and he makes like legit music. So then I looked him up on title and his music is actually pretty good, bro. It's like a, oh shit. it's like a, uh, almost like a, what's the dude's name? Post Malone vibe. Oh, interesting. So like a alternative hip hop. Yeah. I don't even know if it's like hip hop, but I guess you could put it in hip hop. Like, does it have like hip hop drums and stuff? Like, is it a hip hop S- instrumental? Some, sometimes. Okay. It's like okay. I actually watched a video of him making beats. Oh, cool! Yeah, so like he's like a that. he's like an all around musician. Like when it comes to like uh, beats, instruments, uh, vocals, he's dope, man. You should check him out, Lubalin. Yeah, I saw uh, Taylor posted that on her stories a while ago, and I saw that one of his TikToks, and it was pretty fucking funny. And I went and looked him up on TikTok, and they were pretty yeah. pretty hilarious. So yeah, I'll definitely check that out. That sounds dope. Hella funny. Yep. Cool. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening to episode sixty seven. Um, we wish everybody a solid week, successful week. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all podcast platforms and YouTube uh, Mondays on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Yeah, hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, hope everybody is successful in all their endeavors. Hopefully, the yeah. stock market for us. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're still not holding that shit. Are you still holding? What AMC? Yeah. No, I sold last week. Uh, Bro, I sold. What did I sell Monday? I took it and I I reinvested it into Sundial. Oh yeah, the uh, weed company. You might want to get out that shit. Yeah, I'm about to. I saw it's been fluctuating a little bit, but yeah, I'm gonna probably get out of that soon. Yeah, that shit looked like a bubble. But um, I got into it. I got into it when it was like a dollar five or something like that. So it's oh, you're still up. It's yeah. yeah, it's still it's you know I'm still up a dollar or something. So yeah, put that shit in Bitcoin. But yeah, that's true. And yeah, I, I still have my I, get- I still have my dog Dodge coin or dog coin or whatever it's called. Yeah, how's that even working out these days? Uh, it's it fluctuates a lot. Like one, like last week after Elon tweeted, it went up to like point eight or whatever, and then it dropped back down to like point three. And I've been watching videos on it, and like like Shane was saying last week with the YouTube tutorial, sometimes it's hard to tell like who actually has knowledge of this stuff or who's just fluffing it up for views. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it'd be really easy to make YouTube videos on stuff like that and make it seem like you know what you're talking about. Like you can just steal people's words. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah, you could just like take a culmination of what everybody's saying and then just regurgitate it mm-hmm. in your own way. Yeah, which let's I guess is kind of like what a podcast is, but you know, we do it a little more intellectually. So let's uh, make some Dogecoin videos. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. our new venture site. Oh, uh, join the no structured Dogecoin Reddit. Yeah, join our clubhouse <laughs> so when we talk about Dogecoin. Instead of going to the moon, it'll be uh, going to Pluto. Yeah, we'll just keep ripping everything off and changing some stuff to it. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the game plan. <laughs> <laughs>